Welcome to Gaia's Love, a podcast of brief messages to help humanity bridge the gap to the new earth. My name is Vivian Gerard. It is my delight to be a scribe for consciousness today, sharing the wisdom that flows through from source. Here we go. Episode 387. It is Friday here in Cincinnati. It's beautiful. We have an absolutely perfect spring morning. The sky is blue. Everything is this brilliant green. It's just a little bit brisk outside. I just heard the birds singing. It's absolutely gorgeous. So I hope that wherever you are, you are able to pause for a few moments today and just take in the beauty that is this planet and nature and the cycles of the seasons and how there's just this constant rejuvenation that is happening all around us if, we, if we're if we open to um, allowing time to see it, allowing the space in our busy schedules and our activities to, like they say, right, to pause and look at the roses or smell the roses, <laughs> touch the roses. Yeah. Oh, so much, so much goodness to share with you today. I, uh, where do I begin? I think I'm going to begin with the webinar that I completed this morning. So I will put the link to it in the description. I believe this should be required viewing for all citizens of the earth. (laughs) I believe every human should spend the two hours that it would take to watch this video. It's called Death, Dying, and Rebirth, and it's facilitated by Dr. Zach Bush, who is just a wealth of information. I've said this to many people. I feel like he is from a galaxy far, far away, and he has arrived here in a human body to bring clarity and break down some old belief systems about science and medicine and the earth and the soil and he's he's got his fingers in so many beautiful powerful places of thought and exploration and so the one that I just completed was about death you know the process of death so here's what I believe it should be required viewing And I say required, but when you start watching, (laughs) you just will be fascinated by the conversation at this high level by these incredibly intelligent people with so much experience. And then the spiritual, intuitive energy that I love so much is brought in to balance the science and the combination of the five people facilitating that dialogue is extraordinary, absolutely extraordinary. And, and so I believe there's so much value for all of us as human beings to, to sit with the ideas that are brought forward and then come up with our own conclusions, have our own conversations, take it to the next level in whatever ways feel true to us. I don't even know how I'm going to summarize it for you. <laughs> and I also don't want to ruin it by telling you the best stories. So I'm just inviting you to trust me on this one and take the time to watch the whole two hours. Find You can play it in the background while you're you know, driving, although then you'll miss seeing their faces and their expressions. But even if you just get the audio, there's such rich value in spending the time in this energy and this dialogue that they brought forward. So I'm not going to give you the best stories because then I'll ruin the joy and the wonder of you being able to hear the stories for yourself instead of through me. What I will share is my interpretation of it. Why don't we do that? (laughs) I'll share my interpretation of it. (laughs) So, oh, it's so good. (laughs) When I when I listened to when I listened to Zach Bush years ago, when my friend Joe first introduced me to this amazing being that is the science wizard with this huge heart and huge soul, I thought I don't understand a word he's saying. <laughs> I mean, I hear the words, I do not get what it is that he's trying to explain because 
it was so uh, deep in the weeds of the science, and I, I'm not a science uh, buff. <laughs> I learn what I need to learn to make sure that I can navigate very easily in this human realm, and also it's just not my thing. Spirituality is my thing, and I know the two are connected, but at that time when I first started listening to Zach, I call him Zach. You know, we've never met, but we're buds. <laughs> so I call him Zach in my mind. <laughs> Sometimes Dr. Zach, when he's really saying something that I'm like, I don't even understand. Then I have to go, Dr. Zach was sharing this. But I really, I've been able to touch some of the wisdom that he brings forward as my friends and colleagues have shared different resources that he's created. But I don't always get it. I don't always understand you know he talks about tight light junctions and like things I don't I don't know but what has happened as he has I believe learned to share what he knows is the feedback that must be coming back to him is is to make a bridge to form a bridge that allows more people to receive the wisdom that he's bringing forward and so obviously as a bridge builder myself, through this podcast, through the work that I do, the books that I've written, I, I build this bridge in consciousness of where we are now, the reality that I feel humanity is in, and where I believe we can go, and what's going to happen to us when we leave this human realm and continue our journey as a soul. I bring all that I know and have experienced and feel and sense and intuitively no, <laughs> into all the work that I do. And so I'm watching Zach do the same thing from the science perspective at a whole different level. Like what he's tapping into is completely, that's not true. It's not that it's completely separate. It's all connected. He's just using a different language and he's building a bridge, I believe, for in a different way than I'm building a bridge. But I get the work he's doing in the process of it, you know, the systems that he's putting in place so that people have the tools and the resources and that they need to walk across to their own knowing. It's amazing. And so as he's been evolving and I've been, you know, tapping in more and more to what he's creating, he's talking my language now and I feel like I'm talking his language. And so I feel like the bridges are coming more into proximity than they were before or maybe we're we're building a bridge to the same place and I just haven't seen that fully before I'm not quite sure but I love what is happening and and so when he created this webinar about death dying and rebirth I I went into it expecting that he would be showing some of the physical and the spiritual and how that process of death combines both but he took it to a whole different level oh my god he took it to this magical place where he brought in the earth he brought in the process that the earth is going through and how the earth is rebirthing herself nature Gaia this consciousness that is the little blue planet that we get to play in, she's birthing herself into something new. And he sees it, and he gets it, and he can translate it. And he has this huge audience that is listening to him translate it, which means more people are going to get it. <laughs> so I'm so excited. I'm so excited. And and I just love, I love the webinar. The first person who spoke is a neurosurgeon. You'll meet him immediately. He has, he has practiced neurosurgery for 50 years, 47 years, I think is what he said. And just this huge hearted older man with, oh, just so many stories and and just the reverence that he has for the work that he's been able to do, it's incredible. And I, I have this deep love <laughs> for neurosurgeons. Uh, my son, when he was very little, needed to have brain surgery. He's doing so great. He's the best case scenario, so please don't send any poor vibes his way. <laughs> he's, he's rocking this life. <laughs> but he started off with, 
you know, hands like this neurosurgeon's hands supporting him and helping him get on his path with the best possible structure to do life in his own way. And so as I'm watching this neurosurgeon share what it's like to do his work, oh, like (laughs) the gratitude and the reverence that was flowing from my heart to the sweet man and all neurosurgeons and all surgeons. And (laughs) there was just such deep gratitude. And that's sort of what uh, flowed through me as I stepped into this beautiful webinar. And then it just kept expanding. Okay, let me ground again. (laughs) What's beautiful about, I'll take it to the beginning. What's beautiful about birth and death is the, the parallels, the similarities, and the process of it. Life is formed from the formless, is formed from spiritual, from intention, from the choice of a soul to begin breathing in a human body here in this physical planet of Gaia. What happens at the end of a life, of a story, of a a little play that we are experimenting with that we call the human experience. (laughs) What happens at the end is death. It's the choice of the soul to take the last breath and complete the patterns, the dramas, the joys, the adventures, the treasures, the learning, the arc of learning that the soul has been experiencing in the human body. And so the soul chooses, this is the moment of the last breath, and now the soul returns to the formless, returns to the infinite, and the body is complete. The body has completed its service as a temple, a vessel through which the soul could create and live and breathe. And so the parallels are very similar, birth and death. And we don't, we believe we know how a baby can come into form. And science is magical right now in the ways that um, scientists and doctors have facilitated the creation of life. You know, there's, there's such a gift in in IVF and you know all of the processes that support the creation of a new life and always it begins with the choice of the soul to step into that creation process to become a human being without the soul all of that science is it won't work it doesn't work. But when the soul has the choice and the mother and the father and the family of that future baby and grown-up, when all of that comes into perfect alignment and collaboration and the soul steps into the human journey, it's a, it's a magic that we can't define. <laughs> we can't. We try. But there's there's something ethereal, infinite, incomprehensible about it. It's the same for death. We have all, I'm sure, heard stories of someone who lived way longer than any doctor predicted they would because they were waiting for one person to come and say goodbye or they were waiting for some specific thing to shift. Or It's the, the wonder of the moment of beginning and completion of a human journey is outside of science control, scientific control. And you'll hear that in the, in the stories that these beautiful people share in this webinar. You just hear one after another after another, these incredible moments that validate the mystery that is life. It's not, it's not a science research study that can have specific proven outcomes it's there's a magic to it and a reverence to it a sense of wonder and that's what each of these practitioners shared and it was just so beautiful to hear the different perspectives and ways that they have experienced that wonder so i looked up the definition of wonder because i received that 
nudge. Before I started, I was trying to muscle test the title, and it was not what I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be On and On, which is the name of the song that I'm going to read the lyrics to. But as I was muscle testing, the word wonder kept coming up, like awe and wonder. And so I looked up the definition of wonder, and here is what it says. A feeling of surprise mingled with admiration caused by something beautiful, unexpected, unfamiliar, or inexplicable. Let me read that to you again. Wonder. This is the definition of wonder from Google. Because <laughs> Google, Google knows all. <laughs> Here's the definition of wonder. A feeling of surprise mingled with admiration caused by something beautiful, unexpected, unfamiliar, or inexplicable. That is the human journey. It's the miracle of the beginning of birth, and it's the miracle of the ending of death. And my wish, my hope for all of us as souls in human bodies is that Along the way from birth to death, we have millions of moments of wonder. We have unexpected delight, inexplicable, beautiful moments. <laughs> like that. That is the, just the, what's the word? Elixir. I just saw that word yesterday. The elixir of life. Santeri used that in one of her videos. She was talking about the Taurus energy, I think. And she said, the elixir, you are the elixir. You are the magic that creates the wonder of the moments of life. And yet so many of us, we don't see the wonder. We don't, we don't allow ourselves the magic of surprise and admiration caused by something beautiful unexpected. <laughs> it's such a great definition. Yeah, which leads me to the lyrics to this song. I'm going to read it now while I've got my eyes open. On and On by Donna Delory. I'll put the link to this also in the description. My love, I hear it in the thunder, hear it in a baby's cry. The mystery between us, Father, is closer than the sky. I know the pain and the hunger, but I see the beauty everywhere. Somewhere a child is laughing. My sister is crying. The circle keeps on spinning. We live and we die, but the wheel keeps on turning around. Love goes on and on and on and on and on. And life goes on and on and on and on and on. And time goes on and on and on and on. I walked out to the forest before the darkness came to pull me to the stars, mother. I lost myself again. The invisible spoke to me, brought comfort back within. That very moment, I understood everything again. The circle keeps on spinning. Nothing here is mine. Even this won't last forever. But love goes on and on and on and on. Yeah, what do we do with all of this? <laughs> well, when I was watching the Zach webinar, I'll call him Dr. Well, it was much more human. I'm going to call him Zach instead of Dr. Zach for this one. When I was watching the webinar, at the end, he has this beautiful reflection about his understanding of humanity as a whole and how he believes we are um, at a, a threshold or a divide in the path, perhaps, where we can either have uh, an experience with Gaia where humanity continues and we start to collaborate with the earth and collaborate with creation and you know get ourselves back on track 
Or we have this other option where we create an extinction. And, and he describes how you know, Earth has been through all of these extinctions before and the dinosaurs, when they became extinct, created the energy and the frequency to allow the next level of life to form and how the cycle that goes on and on has just kept moving. And, and so perhaps humanity is writing itself out of the narrative of Gaia and Earth. Perhaps there's this one path where humanity continues and we get into alignment with the earth. And then there's this other path where humanity eventually becomes extinct. And then, you know, there arises the question, does the earth continue or have we killed the earth? And so as I was watching that, here's where I offer my interpretation and bring my lens, my perspective to this narrative. I have written books about how I believe Gaia Earth was created and formed with intention and belief and that we, so many of us, you know, now we're at almost 8 billion. I looked up with my friend Alicia to see where are we at on the numbers. We're almost at 8 billion souls in human bodies. And so when we we think about 8 billion souls, minds, focusing on this... Uh, creation that is called Gaia Earth, Earth School, you think of the intensity of all of that focus, how, how much that holds um, something in position. So 8 billion of us are at least aware that we are in a blue bubble and we're floating through space in a rotation around the sun and that, you know, we have nature and cycles and seasons and we have pollution and corporate greed and you know we have all of these things (laughs) uh maybe this is why i don't talk about it in detail often it's so much to try to bring into one little podcast episode but i shall do my best so when (laughs) my mind is like how (laughs) how do you even explain this in in a very succinct way, you know, like the 15, 30 second elevator speech, like how do you do that about earth? (laughs) It's so complex. How do you try to describe and explain all of it in the way that I see it through my lens? I believe because there are so many of us focusing in this one particular way that we have formed a physical construct that is called Gaia, earth, this planet. And as more and more souls have come into human bodies, we have made it more and more real. And, and we've written the narrative about all the experiences that have happened before. And so everyone coming in receives the narrative and it reinforces and makes it even stronger. And so we are literally all holding this force field of energy in place that we call Earth, Gaia. And what happens when so many people focus in one way and at one time is that it's like that force field becomes its own energy it becomes its own consciousness it becomes its own thing you know like you've probably heard the the description one plus one does not equal two it actually equals three something else is created from the energy of one and one being together something new is formed from that And I believe that is the energy field, the consciousness that is Gaia, Earth. And so it's way more than what each of us as individual souls believe it is. When I listen to Zach, I can feel how he understands consciousness. He can tap into, he beautifully taps into the energy field of our planet. And yet in my humble opinion, I don't know yet if, if he fully understands the, the individual strength and power that is the energy of Gaia on her own without, I'm, maybe he does, I can't presume to know what he believes. So I'll just share what I believe. What I believe is that our planet exists in her own knowing in her own evolution her own path each of us so you think about the birth and the death and the life in between gaia was birthed from nothing into something 
This consciousness, this planet called Earth, was formed from some spark. And as that spark was created, she became her own life force, her own energy, her own being. She existed way before souls in human bodies decided to come and play here. So she has her own birth. And she will have her own death. And it will be just like ours. You know, as a soul, we choose to come into a human body and be born into this human realm. We choose as a soul when to leave this human realm and exit and go back to whatever the rest of our soul's journey is. We have an individual arc, an individual pathway, and it's unique to each of us as a soul. Well, there's the soul that is Gaia, and she, she was birthed, not in a human way that we can understand, but she was birthed, and, and she will have a death, but her death will be flowing right back into whatever her next experience is, which my guess would be a reunion with Source, with One, with the universe, with all there's <laughs> there's just so much to say <laughs> there's a great book for all who have not yet read this there's a great book called the soul's journey and it's by dr michael newton and he was a hypnotherapist who started with science and practiced this thing called hypnotherapy to guide his patients who were not well to a place of wellness and that often in his descriptions meant taking them back to their childhood where some trauma had happened to the body and the body held that in the cells and then hypnotherapy would make them feel better. It would help them release the trauma and then they would be well. What happened, because that must have been why his soul came here to earth, what happened is he started guiding people back to past lives, but he didn't even believe in past lives. He didn't even understand how that was possible. But what would happen is they would remember some trauma from a past life and the remembering of it released the energy in this lifetime and suddenly their trauma was gone. They were well. They were no longer ill. <laughs> and so he followed the path and more and more people kept coming to him. And so in his career, I don't even know how many thousands of people he guided through this process. But what he discovered was this place in between the lives. And he found that when the soul is in between a human incarnation in the way he could tap into it, they had a process, a pathway. They were souls that went to school in a sense and learned and experienced and had a, a pathway that he could define by color. You know, the colors of a beginner soul, a soul that has just been birthed into existence all the way through to, he said he never got to work with anyone that was blue or purple. I don't believe he did. At least if he did, he didn't share it, I don't think. But he describes how in that evolution of the soul, the color and the, the richness of their experiences would inform the shades of colors that you would see. You'll have to read the book. <laughs> I don't want to ruin that for you either, because reading that book is just... So amazing. So amazing. It does not matter your religion, your scientific belief. When you read his study of his life's, his career, he's no longer with us in the physical, his career, all that he invested his entire lifetime into was put into this book. And it's amazing how he ties and weaves it all together. Okay, so hypnotherapy. <laughs> Why did I go down that path? Journey of Souls. That's why. The Soul's Journey. When you read that book, what, what becomes clear is this, this space in between that we are not fully aware of and, and can't quite define. And religion doesn't actually address, I don't believe. And so if that's true for us as souls, that we have this pathway that he describes in this book, then how does that tie into the human journey in the earth school? So I wrote a book a year ago, is that right? Yeah, a year ago, a year and a half ago, uh, that's called Just White Light. And it's my interpretation of what happens when we're not here on Gaia in this realm that is called earth school. And it also follows a continuum of color 
I call it the arc of learning. And as your soul learns, you move through experiences that offer you that vibration of that color, and then you get to bring that color into your your soul's expression. <laughs> and so there's this evolution that happens like a rainbow, and the beginning is white, and the arc along the way goes through all the colors of the rainbow and then you get to the end where your blues and purples and then you eventually merge back into white and in the book I describe how it's like you know have you ever seen the videos of the rainbow where an, a pilot will take a picture they just started coming out at least I saw them a year or so ago a pilot will take a picture of the rainbow from the sky and what's actually true is that it's not the half of a circle shape, it's a full circle. And so it's mirrored underneath as it is above. And so it's actually a full circle spectrum of all of those colors. That's how I see the soul. The soul actually goes from white through all of the colors and then comes back around like a boomerang or like a full circle back to being just white light but now it includes all of the colors of the rainbow inside of it i believe gaia earth is going through the same process that we as individual souls are she began as a white light in my book i describe the moon literally like the moon was the first experiment <laughs> of gaia and it didn't have all of the elements needed and so it was placed in the universe connected to the earth as a reminder of the original start this this was the start this was the first trial <laughs> experiment of earth didn't work but we're gonna call it the moon and the moon is going to help control guide the path maybe it's become like a guardian angel of earth and so it holds the water and the tides in a rhythm that most supports the energy field of earth so I believe Gaia started as just white light and has been moving through all of these different spectrums of color along the arc of learning. And what we know her to be now is this blue planet. That's how I believe we all describe her. And that's how she's portrayed, you know, in history books and science and all of the ways that we gather our information. So what if before she was a green planet and before that she was you know a red or an orange or a yellow or yellow orange red <laughs> what if she's been evolving and we only know her now in this consciousness that she is which is blue what if she's evolving towards purple and when she completes that then perhaps she merges back into just white light and returns to source or consciousness the universe so where is humanity in that story? If that narrative is true in the way that I see it and understand it, if that is true, then where does humanity fit into that story? And so Zach offers these options, you know, humans can figure it out and continue and then, you know, we, it looks like this or humans become extinct and it looks like this and who knows what happens to the planet. What if we shift our very egoic human narrative <laughs> what if we look at it perhaps from the perspective of Gaia how has it served Gaia earth to host humans in her womb as she has been evolving along her own journey her own experience when we had just a few humans on the planet she wasn't so busy monitoring all of those energies. She was in her own uh, cocoon. Perhaps a good example would be, you know, when a, when a first-time mother is pregnant and she doesn't have any other children, the experience of the pregnancy is so uh, individual. <laughs> it's so personal because it's just her and this baby. And then you birth the baby and then you have another baby who's now growing up and running around but you're pregnant with another child and so you're a little more 
managing all of it, distracted perhaps, or uh, learning, multitasking, learning how to do things a little bit differently because you have to pay attention in multiple places. What about when the mother has another child? So now you've got two children running around and one in the womb. You know, there's a little less time for the one in the womb because you're taking care of these two other children and it just keeps multiplying. That's why we've always been amazed, I believe, as a society when we see, you know, someone who has quadruplets or six babies at one time or (laughs) someone who has 10, 12 children and we're just amazed. Like, how? How do you juggle all of that? How do you multitask? Well, that's what I believe our planet has been learning, mastering. How many souls' individual experiences can she support even as she holds her own vibration? Maybe her work is to be, let me rephrase that, maybe the intention of, oh, this is a hard one to name, I want to be super specific. (laughs) Perhaps Gaia's intention as she came into existence as a unique energy was to be the womb, to be the incubator, to be the place where many souls could expand on their own individual journey, could play with the colors that they wanted to bring into their soul's journey. And so she would be this womb, this space, where souls could do this kind of work. And so she started with a few souls, and maybe they were animals at first, and then she evolved her understanding, and humans were formed, and then she played with a few humans and got better and better at it. And over time, maybe she was okay with a million humans, but they were spread all around. (laughs) Can you see how from Gaia's perspective, she's becoming a master. She's, She's learning as she's holding the space for all of us to learn. Isn't that the most incredible collaboration, the most beautiful exchange that in her own journey, in her own learning, she would learn along with those she was teaching? (laughs) Isn't that the definition of a teacher? That we all are learning as our students are learning? Because we're watching our students and learning from their experience? That's a good teacher, I believe. That's a very good teacher. It's when they don't believe they know everything and they are constantly engaged in curiosity and wonder. This is why I so adore Zach Bush. He is committed to not knowing everything yet, to exploring, to discovering, to being open to being wrong. He admits in his webinar that I just watched how he believes he did some things wrong in his use of medication in his career and did he halt the process that the individual was actually needing to go through to touch their own pain and be present with it and find their own answers and their own releasing did he stop that process by administering narcotics too early he he's so willing to look and understand and and evolve from his own journey his own as he sees it errors Maybe Gaia is doing the exact same thing. Maybe right now she's allowing humans to experiment with pollution or greed or whatever systemic, many, many, many systemic issues we have created and created and played with and played with. She's allowing us to experiment with all of that because she's learning something from that. And and her consciousness as she's evolving is becoming something new from the co-creation she's experimenting with, with us. So I don't believe Gaia is ready to tell 8 billion souls that the experiment is over. I don't believe she is judging our experiment, our playing, our learning. I believe she's just observing and participating and facilitating. And when we need a little 
correction of our course, she brings in some natural element to tap us on the shoulder or sweep us off our feet or rumble something through the earth. And, and we pay attention <laughs> because it disrupts what, what our focus is on. It disrupts what we're looking at. And so we have to kind of look up from our activities and go, whoa, was that an earthquake? Was that a thunderstorm? Was that snow <laughs> in spring? What is, what is happening? It disrupts us from our pathway and brings us back into whatever alignment Gaia's consciousness feels will most serve us. It's like when you watch um, a master teacher who, like the best would be, young teacher, teachers of young children, all of that energy, all of that movement. You've got kindergartners, first graders, second graders, they're running all around the room. They won't sit still there. (laughs) And then there's a teacher who can just go. And the whole room settles and everyone sits down. And they're all looking at the teacher and they're wondering what's going to be said because they know they need to pay attention now. (laughs) Right? (laughs) What if we see Gaia that way? What if we can, can start to change our lens, our viewfinder of how we see the consciousness that is this womb in which we are blessed to be playing? She allowed us entry or we wouldn't be here. It's her womb. It's her journey. It's her experiment. (laughs) She allowed us entry so that we could come and play. And then we come play and we forget all about her and we disconnect from from the invitation. and, And it's perfect or we wouldn't be having that experience if she wanted us to remember the agreement guarantee something would happen that you would remember the agreement and maybe that's what this podcast episode is about it's it's a tap on the shoulder for each of us from Gaia that says hey 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 (laughs) remember there's a bigger thing happening here than your job and your health and your neighborhood and your blah blah whatever there's something bigger that is happening here You're a soul in a human body who is co-creating with this consciousness that we know as Gaia. And she doesn't want to have to always give us a flood and a thunderstorm and whatever to wake us up. What if it can start to come in new ways through sounds, through podcasts, through videos, through the voice of like Russell Brand, who I shared last week, his video, like tap, tap, tap. He taps way up higher. He taps like on the crown. And it's sometimes very hard for me to understand because he's going so fast. (laughs) Zach Bush, right? I feel like Zach Zach Bush now is tapping us at the heart chakra. He's moved down in his, his ability to communicate with us. And he's tap, tap, tapping at the heart. He's like, hey, 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 remember. Remember, when you hear the stories that, that are shared in that webinar, your heart cannot help but open. It's so beautiful. And then maybe this guy is love space. This episode today, maybe I'm tapping at your third eye. And I'm saying, hey, <laughs> actually, you know, I am tapping at your third eye because I just created the new moon uh, card reading on Monday. And the very first part of the video the first card is about the completion card and it's a puzzle piece being placed right into the third eye of the puzzle and I say in there like this third eye activation when that puzzle piece lands in your third eye it's going to wake up all of your root chakras your your third chakra is going to just become this brilliant white light your second and your your root chakra are going to tear apart in the sense of old belief systems, old structures, old security is going to dissolve and start to change form. The old narrative won't work anymore. It doesn't fit with what your third eye is now becoming aware of. And so there's this breakthrough that happens in the lower chakras. And then the rest of the video, I'll put the link to that also in the description. The rest of that new moon card reading is is guidance guidance from myself, advice from our guides, 
how do we stay steady and aligned when all of this old narrative is falling away? What do we do? The card that I pulled was change, and I describe how the power, the strength of change is when you sit right in the stillness at the center of that. You don't hang on to the outside and get flown around like a washing machine. You sit in the center of the stillness and, and you listen. You listen to Gaia. You listen to your soul. You feel the rumblings of the collective and, and trust where you're meant to be stepping next. And so I, I offer guidance on how you get to that stillness. So here's the big puzzle piece as I'm seeing it. This is a third eye activation. This episode is a third eye activation to tap on your third eye and say, there's a new way to see something. And then the invitation is to watch the video about the new moon uh, card readings that you can tap into this new zodiac cycle we're starting with Aries. And you can get the information of how to find stillness, how to come into stillness. As you do that, you're going to have this breakthrough experience in your lower chakras, or maybe you've already had that and you've completed it. That's when I would follow the guidance that is offered in that video. Do the things that we suggest. And then watch, watch the video by Zach Bush and his group of people, and it will open up your heart chakra. It will remind you birth and death are just tiny moments in this lifetime of wonder. They're just moments of wonder. And so instead of focusing on the birth or the death, why don't we just live in the wonder that is right now? All of them say, I'm not afraid to die. And also I want to be here. I choose to be here. I still want to be participating in this thing that we have that's called life here on earth. And the more of us who who facilitate within ourselves the stillness and activate more and more moments of wonder, now we are in alignment, I believe, with the next evolution of Gaia. Gaia is moving along her arc and... And she's going to play with us until it no longer serves. And, and so I believe she's inviting us into a new way to play. She doesn't want 8 billion souls to leave. She loves what is happening here. And I think some of the old narratives, the old stories are ready to fall away. And so she's inviting us into wonder, into, what was the definition again? Into a feeling of surprise mingled with admiration caused by something beautiful unexpected, unfamiliar, or inexplicable. (laughs) Oh, right. Who doesn't want to play with wonder? Isn't that just amazing? I feel like that is what Gaia is, is broadcasting through my voice, through these third eye activations that are happening. She's saying, see us through a new lens. See our co-creation through a new lens. Look at the wonder of this human journey. The wonder of co-creating something new, something unfamiliar within the womb of Gaia. Start finding the beauty, finding the surprise, delighting in the surprise, being filled with admiration at ourselves for choosing this, at Gaia for co-creating with us. It's amazing. It's amazing. And then if your mind needs stuff to hold on to, get my books, start reading my books, tap into what I've already shared, the story as I understand it, as I translate it through my lens, which is just my lens. Maybe it resonates, maybe it doesn't, but it's true and it's beautiful and and I can feel my own absolute alignment with Gaia's energy and the gift I have of being able to translate the messages that she, she sends through my voice, through this place that we have co-created called Gaia's Love, this energetic podcast space. There's such delight in the way that Gaia holds us and loves us. And, and as we align with that delight more and more, 
as we turn our attention and our focus, eight billion of us, turn our focus to the wonder of Gaia, the wonder of this human journey, the wonder of birth and death and all that happens in between. We are co-creating an absolutely different reality than what we have experienced before. And so sometimes it helps to know the story or to know the story as the way I see it. And so play with that and then see where it takes you. Play with the information, the perspective that Zach and his team of beautiful souls shared in the webinar. Just uh, open the viewfinder to a new perspective and then see what happens. I would love to hear how all of this resonates with you. So, yeah, maybe share your comments or send me an email or create your own video and talk about what gets activated as you hear all of this. Wonder. I am wonder. I am a feeling of surprise mingled with admiration caused by something beautiful, unexpected, unfamiliar, or inexplicable. Thank you for tuning in to this vibration of pure love. I invite you to join me on Sunday mornings for an hour of meditation, visualization, and energy healing, where we realign our mind-body-spirit with Gaia and Source. You can learn more at mysouljourney.com. Let's take this message of Gaia's love out into all of our relationships and communities today. So much love from my heart to yours.